0: So there was a lot of hype on Monday after Ford finally unveiled the 2021 Bronco. I know I've seen more on social media and in our group text than I thought I would, but people are saying Ford got it right from the iconic looks, the off-road capability, and a starting price below 30 k So how many people are pre-ordering? As of last check, Ford has been quiet about the number of $100 deposits they've collected. By contrast, when Tesla unveiled their Cybertruck, Elon Musk could not stop tweeting updates. His last official unofficial count was 250K, and that was just with, uh, within a few days of the reveal event. There is actually a crowdsource spreadsheet out there that estimates that as of right now, it's probably closer to 630,000. They have like a bunch of people putting in their reservation numbers and their sequential. We can talk about that it's a lot of hundred dollar deposits. If all of those people actually ended up buying a Cybertruck, they would have um, like $40 billion of net sales for Tesla. So we'll see about that. We do know that the first edition Bronco sold out in almost No time at all, but that was supposed to sell out. There were only 3,500 of those. So we also know that Ford.com crashed, leaving a bunch of people with no way to make a reservation on Monday night. That got more people talking about the massive demand, so probably that was a bigger PR move for them than anything. The money has been... Digging deep into the Ford Bronco reservations, we've hit the Ford forums, we've talked to our industry contacts, we've called dealerships, and we've assembled what we think is a pretty accurate estimate on how many Broncos people have reserved so far. So today on Dumb Money Live, we'll reveal what we've uncovered and we'll see how it compares to Tesla pre-order numbers and we'll talk about what it all could mean for Ford stock. This is Dumb Money Live with Chris Camillo, Dave Hansen and Jordan McLean, streaming live on YouTube. We are Dumb Money. Hey there, Dave here along with Chris and Jordan. Welcome to Dumb Money Live. Could you tell that I was out of breath during that entire intro because I had just <laughs> run up the stairs because this <laughs> coffee took way longer than I thought to make. <laughs> sorry, we're, sorry, we're a couple minutes late. I, I think I did that whole thing in one breath. Dude,
1: you and your you and your coffee, man. <laughs> oh, you, you love your coffee. You you've been in quarantine for like five months, and you're still doing your coffee day and night, right?
0: No, just just morning, actually. You know, I I have one first thing in the morning, along with my morning Alyssa's cookie breakfast, and then I get, I only have a second cup when we're doing the show, so I can stay awake during it.
2: <laughs> oh Which, boy. by the way, this
0: I... this mug is uh, from TradingView. View. They they sent this to me. They're the okay. ones who uh, do the charts on our uh, on our screen here.
1: You know, speaking of, you know, Howard, remember when we had um, Howard Lindzen on a couple weeks ago? He was so kind to offer to, you know, help kind of get more people watching this show through StockTwits. Um, we love StockTwits. And I think he said today, uh, you know, they're going to be doing something, maybe putting us up on the Ford and the Tesla board. So yeah, if you're new from so StockTwits. Cool. And you don't know who we are. We are dumb money. Uh, we are no. We're investors. That's what we do. We we left our day jobs. And how many years ago did we leave our day jobs, Jordan? Dave was
0: a, Has a couple it been of years, years now.
1: Ago? I don't know. I thought it's been less than that. What are you talking about? I, I feel like
0: it's been. I mean, what time? What year did we? Um, I mean, we day job. It's it's hard to define. So I feel like even our software company before ticker tags that was that was a day job we were actually working every day but was ticker tags really a day job for you uh,
2: well yes a it, was, job.
0: it was what you would be doing at home
1: anyway <laughs> no 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 way no way we, we 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 left our day jobs we we invest full-time this is what we do we're three buddies that like to invest we invest in startups we trade stocks um we've had quite a year if you haven't been watching dumb money live uh, I want to say we're probably one of the luckiest or best uh, pandemic investors of all time. We've, <laughs> we've, made, we've made about, I don't know, collectively 10, 10 12, 13 million since February, um, well over 100% uh, return uh, since February on our total, my total portfolio. Um, we've been sharing the experience with you guys here live. Uh, so you can go all the way back from when we first started airing these episodes back in February and see the process yeah. that we went through to what we call preparing your mind, right? Preparing
0: I mean, your mind. And a prepared mind. mindset for anything that happens. And y- you know, if you, I want to go back to the very beginning. We uh, our first episodes of this live show were actually on our original Dumb Money channel, YouTube.com/slash Dumb Money. We we did some live ones there just because we weren't going out meeting people and. Uh, the, it was just an interesting thing, and, and we realized that this is a kind of different audience. So we have our startup investing channel, which is Dumb Money, and Dumb Money Live is all about the stock market. So if you're watching on YouTube, wherever you're watching, smash the like button for the YouTube algorithm. It is our only way to wake up the algorithm and let them know that we're on the air, and that's it's the one thing you can do. We do the show for free. We don't advertise anything other than, you know, someone giving me a coffee mug, but... There's... Oh, people we love. We we, we, we we call out people we love. They don't pay
1: us. Oh, well, disclaimer: we are technically investors. I'm an investor in stock Twits, but I, I love Stocktwits. I love I love a lot of these guys. Um, but uh, let's talk today. We're gonna have dude. We're gonna have some good conversation today. We, if you weren't watching the show on Monday. You missed out. And listen, we do not recommend investments. We're not investment advisors because we don't know what your risk tolerance is. Um, and we have a very different risk tolerance than you. But we do go through our methodology and why we do what we do in hopes that you could learn um, and hopefully get entertained at the same time. And on Monday, we walked you through a pretty big trade, uh, not reasonably big trade that we made, uh, I made uh, specifically back on Friday on Ford. And the thesis was that I think the market was really underappreciating what the Bronco was likely to be on its release because of all the noise. We've talked about this for five months. In a normal market, there would probably be a lot more focus on things like the Bronco release from Ford, But in a market where you have vaccine companies and you have recovery companies and you have the Fed and the stimulus and you have the virus and you have a million things going on, it creates massive opportunity because of all the noise. And our job here is to see through the noise and try to pick off one opportunity at a time where we believe we can arb, right, Uh, you know, we can arb out the information that is just not fully disseminated into the market or not fully appreciated by the market. And that's what we do. It's called social arb investing, right? Uh, this one was on Ford. i am telling you, Dave, how long I've been following the Ford story, seven years. I've been waiting for this car You've for been, seven years. I would, yeah.
0: You, 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 you know literally what I might... won't trade your car in because you thought that this was going to be the thing that you wanted to drive for the next set five years.
1: Here's the problem with this trade. I am so biased with the Bronco. I I've been so interested in this Bronco that I felt like I was too biased to place a high conviction trade. And so I I put a trade in on Friday. You know, I have I had at the time I think 40,000 shares of Ford, but I bought 1500 of the $6 Ford call options on Friday. And I think normally based on the conviction level I had, I probably would have gotten Three to five thousand uh, of those contracts, but I got fifteen hundred because so I kept questioning myself. I'm like, "Am I just too in this? I mean, I get I get live alerts from Google every time the word Ford Bronco gets mentioned for the last six years, so like I'm probably <laughs> way biased for this trade. I, I was yeah. going to catch myself from making a huge mistake, but uh, and we're going to talk about Tesla in this episode too because the big question about this episode today is where we are right now. Okay. Ford or Tesla or both yeah. or neither okay that that that's the
0: question we're going to answer today and and but- timeline wise Ford opened up their Bronco reservation site about 64 hours ago so i was trying to figure out where Tesla was at that point and the best i could do is piece together the timeline of Elon tweets and I think it was exactly two hundred thousand. So he he came out with one forty seven, and then updated at two hundred, and then updated at two fifty, and that's the last time he said anything on Twitter about it. So I'm saying two hundred thousand is my Tesla estimate for the sixty four hour mark.
1: Okay, but here's the difference between us and everyone else. Everyone else is going to spew out numbers. We go way deeper. We're going to tell you about the context behind the numbers. The context yes. behind that Tesla number and the context behind the Ford Bronco number, and the difference, because that's where the Wall Street analyst stops, and that's where we start, okay? Because that's where there's an opportunity to ARB information.
0: And I want you to go into detail on that methodology and how we gathered that estimate, because that's, that's kind of teaching people how to do this themselves, right? Anybody can do this. We didn't buy some data feed from some source that for this particular number, it doesn't exist. Ford is the, you know, the only source of, of real data, and their official statement was no word yet. Um, <laughs> no,
1: they said they were overwhelmed. I, th- I think they said they, they, were, like, they used some word like that, right? They overwhelmed did. Overwhelmed. So, so they
0: specifically said no word yet. Let's just say we were stampeded last night with extreme levels of interest. So, you know, obviously that was a PR person who used, used the word stampede in their you
1: know, <laughs> official statement.
2: Oh, okay, how so good is that? Today-
1: before before we get into the numbers, and the numbers for Tesla and Ford, even if they're identical, are very different. And we'll explain that yeah. in this episode because that's what you have to understand. I don't care if the numbers are the same. They are very different because a Cybertruck reservation is very different from a Ford Bronco reservation where a truck is actually coming out here in nine months, okay, nine, ten months. Now, let me just – can I just talk to what really matters here? And, and you remember when we had our – um the big Netflix trade from Stranger Things a few years back, I talk about this one all the time. You know, Wall Street analysts love to say, "Okay, we bought this data from this data house and there was a company out there. I forget the name of the data company. They were the only company in town doing Netflix, essentially Nielsen ratings for Netflix. Okay, the problem was that every hit Netflix show at the time had very similar ratings because, Every person that watches Netflix is generally going to watch the hottest show when it comes out that year, right? So that doesn't really tell you anything. It just tells you it's a hit show. And we all know it's a hit show. If it's a hit show, we don't really need data to tell us that. But Stranger Things wasn't just a hit show. It was an anomaly for Netflix. And what I mean by that was there had never been a show that had the breadth of... Of Stranger Things in terms of its audience appeal, right? You know, we had Howard Linson on a couple weeks ago talking about 8 to 80. This is a true 8 to 80 show, or maybe age 13 to 80, okay? Meaning that kids loved it. Teenagers loved it. Kids in their 20s loved it. 30s loved it. 40 I loved it. In my 40s, me and my wife watch it. Families watch it. Grandparents watch it. Like, this show... This show massively expanded Netflix's reach. And the way that we were able to identify that, at the time, me and Jordan had our company ticker tags. And what we did was we monitor the volume of mention frequency of words, okay? And what that means is we, in the case of Netflix, we're monitoring the volume of people speaking about the word stranger things. And we benchmark that to the volume of people speaking about other Netflix shows in the first 60 days of that show's release window. Okay. And in every other case of a Netflix hit show, what we saw was that the volume of people speaking about the show spiked in the week it was released. It spiked and then it went right back down. Okay. And then plateaued. But with Stranger Things, we had that spike and that spike brought it to about the same level as every other Netflix show. And again, the Nielsen for Netflix basically came out and told Wall Street, hey, this show is generating about the same amount of viewership as every other Netflix show, right? But what it didn't show you was that once it spiked, it plateaued and never went down. It didn't go down for like 60 days. It was insane. In fact, we monitored and saw that there was triple the number of mentions for Stranger Things than there was for any other show in the history of Netflix within that window we were monitoring. Okay. And what that actually means, what that means is that the depth of interest, okay, these words are really important. The depth of interest in Stranger Things was significantly higher than any other netflix show that means that people were talking about this at the water cooler to their friends to their coworkers, to their family they're talking about it in social media and we know from history with netflix and i'm sorry to talk so much about netflix but it's a perfect analogy for Ford right now and we'll get into it in a minute that when you see and hear that that much from that many people in your life and all across social media it wakes you up and it says you know what Maybe I should re-sign on to Netflix. We canceled eight months ago. I've never signed up for Netflix. It's strange to think that people don't have Netflix by now. But believe it or not, a lot of people still don't have Netflix, right? And they didn't a few years ago when Stranger Things came out. And we know from the history of Netflix that the number one driver of new Netflix subscriptions, according to Netflix... Our hit shows every quarter where they've exceeded Wall Street expectations. They've attributed that, that to a hit show that expanded their reach and, and brought in more customers, more subscribers. So we put a big bet on Netflix that quarter. We actually publicly posted it prior to earnings. We were the only data house on Wall Street to, have a, to go long Netflix in terms of our interpretive data. Everyone else was short that quarter for various reasons. Uh, Netflix is up 20 percent, right, 20 percent after hours, 20 percent the next day. It's something we're really proud of because we measure the depth of interest, we measure the context of the data, behind the data, and with Ford, can I just tell you guys? I know I'm biased, but you know I also don't like this new Bronco for me personally. Like it's not, it's not the one I want. I want the '90s Bronco. I want the bigger Bronco, right? The oh man, the level of interest in this Bronco. I'm just going to say it. It's mind blowing. Okay, I have not seen anything like this in the automotive space, quite honestly. Since, I mean, I don't know. Tesla's its own beast, right? I mean, that's you can't really compare anything to Tesla because Tesla is in its own world, right? And I would never compare Ford or any Ford model to Tesla. But yeah. but the bottom T- line, Tesla is, definitely Ford- has
0: its own fan base, its own fanboys. That that is that is a brand that that people will get behind, and they're going to. They're going to spend their $100 just to say, yeah, I put my $100 into into the Cybertruck, whether they liked the design or not.
1: But I spoke, you know, I had an interview, of course. I interviewed my Ford dealer, my local Ford dealer. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I just want to confirm what I thought. And, And they have never seen anything like this. They have never seen anything like this. And these types of anomalies are what I love. I live for them because Wall Street... And, you know, I'll go back to one of my favorite books that I know is so overdone, but Nassim Taleb's Black Swan. The, 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 the real message in that book, the theme of that book, is that Wall Street always underappreciates the anomalies, right? They don't properly price in black swans. The Ford Bronco is actually a black swan, guys. It's a black swan for Ford. It's a black swan for Ford, okay? Ford Motor Car Company does not have stuff this exciting happening Ever? When have they had something this exciting happening in the last twenty years, twenty five years?
0: They Never. Haven't. No. Nobody right? talk, nobody's talked about Ford in an exciting way in forever.
2: No. And does that mean that Ford? They did. They did put out the um. What's the uh, the Lincoln Navigator? That was a pretty big splash. So the Lincoln they've turned around quite a bit. So
1: Jordan, it's so you're so on par with that because here's what the Ford dealer told me. He said the closest thing we've ever had to this ever was the Lincoln Navigator. cuz they said. killed it
2: with the with the Navigator. I mean, they, they were sold out for like months for that
1: thing. Killed it. Killed it. And he said the closest thing they've ever had was a Navigator. Yeah. But this is bigger. But yeah. this is bigger. Okay? Now, we have Ford, of course, trading down what 30% from its pre-pandemic level obviously, right? Roughly, well, less every minute, right? Less every minute. Um, so this is quite an opportunity. Um I thought for Ford and I was still kind of, you know, not quite fully bought in until I actually saw what happened Monday night and then ultimately Tuesday and, quite honestly, leading right up until today. What happened, guys, and correct me if I'm wrong, have you seen this? The people on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, like, women are saying, like, I'm having guys tell me their wives want this car, right? Like, kids are going crazy, old men are going crazy for it. Like everyone's good. Like I'm seeing people on my Facebook stream posting their Ford Bronco reservations, like multiple people in my small little world. Are you seeing this too? I, I'm just not seeing like, it as much as you are, yeah. but
0: I, I know that, that our, our immediate friend group is talking way more about this than has talked about any car since Cybertruck. But no, I haven't seen that much on social media, but I haven't, if I weren't looking for it, if I weren't digging deep into Twitter and searching for Ford and searching for reservation and searching for those kind of things.
2: Yeah, I see it quite a bit. I mean, I, I see people posting their reservations online. It's kind of blowing my mind that people are this excited about it. It's not for me at all. Like, I, I'm i not into that type of stuff. So, like, I don't like Jeeps. I don't like any of these adventure vehicle type things. Um, and so I definitely won't be reserving one or purchasing one, and I don't even get the appeal. I do think it looks really nice, Well, uh, but Jordan, I think they blew out the design on
1: it. Jordan, here's the thing. I remember I talked about it on on Monday. It's kind of the perfect storm. We're in the middle of a pandemic, right? We're in the middle of a pandemic. We're stuck at our houses. People are living Groundhog Day over and over again. By the way, speaking of Groundhog Day— similar movie but so much better palm springs did either of you see palm springs yet no
0: no i haven't seen it yet but oh, that it, so. so great so, <laughs> so, so we're, li- we're we're basically
1: living the same day over and over and over right and i think what america needs right now more than any other because this is an american truck okay what america needs right now is an american win and like this truck with the colors and this, it just, does it scream fun? It might not be practical, but is it just scream? Like, this is fun. This is exciting. This is everything that you're not doing right now is
0: baked into this truck. Right. How much fun does that look? That looks, that looks super fun. fun. Take the, take the wind, the doors off, take the roof off, and then go ride around on those boulders. That just seems like a real (laughs) thing that I will do.
2: Dude, the funny dude. thing to me though is that they just they go through all this design and like this off road theme, and like ninety five percent of people that buy this thing, it, it's just going to be on the highway and in parking lots.
3: Oh, of Jordan, course. when did
2: that ever matter? How,
1: how <laughs> let me ask you, how popular is the Jeep Wrangler the last know, fifteen it, years?
2: Which right. also blows my mind. I've told you, i rented one of those things in Colorado. Maybe the worst driving car I've ever had in my life. It's terrible. Like, <laughs> I don't understand people that buy those.
1: I love Jeeps. My first car is a CJ and at age 45, no way am I driving a Wrangler. You know what? I might drive a Bronco because, you know what? It it actually, for me, the Bronco, this Bronco, although it's not ideal, it looks more, I I put a tweet out the other day, 30% more comfortable than a Wrangler, I think, but 90% less comfortable than the big Bronco that I wanted. But it still feels like, you know what? If you're, you know, an older guy or you're a woman that maybe wants something a little more comfortable, um. Even if you're not gonna go off-road, it looks fun. I mean, how fun does this car look, right? Like, I guess. You know, I mean, if you
2: like, forced me and said you have to have either the Jeep Wrangler or the Bronco. It's it's no. There's no comparison. You would definitely go with the Bronco. But there's so many other good choices out there for cars. That not that like it's not like this. There's <laughs> nothing like this, Jordan, There's nothing
1: even remotely like this. And, and by the way, that Wrangler is so tired. It's been the same. It's very
2: tired. I agree. I agree 100%. I think this kills, I think this. They, basically what they did is they said, hey, we're going to recreate the Jeep sub-brand from Chrysler inside of Ford uh, and try to take all that market share because they know there is market share. They're going to make something cooler. And so now anybody that's looking at a Jeep, anybody who thought, you know what? Next year, I'm going to get a Jeep. No way. They're going to go buy the Bronco now. Could you just say they were maybe inspired
1: by the success of Jeep, but in reality, what they really did was recreate the old Bronco. I mean, because the old this is closer to the old Bronco, the 60s Bronco. But that's, what
2: the, that's what the old Bronco was. I mean, basically, the whole thing started out of the heritage of World War II, and Jeep was making Jeeps, and Ford was actually making Jeeps also. And so, you know, really, I mean, they both have the same lineage.
0: But I disagree with the I disagree with the nothing else looks like it, because one of you probably sent me this meme. There, every oh. car looks just like it.
1: <laughs> but Dave, that FJ, that FJ, um, which I had for six months and hated, they're very Bronco. different than the Bronco because you can't – the Bronco, you have to look at it with the doors and the roof off. And the FJ doesn't do that. It just doesn't do that. The Bronco is so distinct from the FJ because you're going to show it, it – watch, you're not going to see a single advertisement for this thing without those doors and roof off. You yeah. know when they start rolling ads, it's going to be them – just you know people you know hanging out the window like that's the spirit of what america needs right now right and they are nailing it at the perfect time with the perfect product at by the way the perfect price
0: point oh absolutely price? i totally yeah. agree it on the price point
1: is reasonable man it is so reasonably priced like so let's just get down let's get down to the dirty with numbers on this thing okay so uh you've said it Dave Elon said I think what was it a month a month in he said that he was two hundred thousand 250 no that
0: was like four, that was four days in it was 250 four, it was
1: four days in okay so first thing I looked at uh, when I placed my own reservation was the reservation ID and I had pinged a friend that also had a reservation. I said, "Can you send me your reservation ID and your time, the time you made your reservation?" And uh, that was our buddy drew. And <clears throat> I noticed that his reservation was like six hours before mine and had like, you know, eleven thousand or nine thousand earlier numbers. So I was like, huh, That seems pretty sequential to me. And then I started looking at other reservations and time stamping them, and it seemed obvious, That Ford. (laughs) Wouldn't you? By the way, by now in 2020, if you tried to hide your numbers, wouldn't you do something that was a non-sequential number, right? Well, to
2: to me, that means that they're not they're they're trying to not say anything, but they're they want like they want some chatter, some under underground chatter. They're like, you know what? We'll make them sequential, and then people are going to make leak videos and all stuff. It's basically free free publicity.
0: I dug deeper into that though in the forums and found people who. Said that they placed, they actually themselves placed two orders, and their first order had a higher number than the second order. So the theory online is that they are sequential numbers by trim, so that the numbers could Mm be bouncing around because each of the like nine different versions they're taking individual reservations for might have its own sequential number. So
1: that's interesting. I didn't even get offered the ability to do trim. I just placed a reservation. There was well, no not, tr- not
0: trim. No, like like two four door, door, the base two or the big bend or the black diamond.
1: I didn't get to pick mine. I just it didn't ask me. It just said put it in. I just really I, because
0: now now you basically choose which one you want. You look at the little picture of it, and then you say, Okay, I want that, and then I want the two door or the four door, and then you reserve.
2: Well,
1: it's it's interesting. I Don't know. I mean, perhaps, perhaps. Um, And by the way, I spoke to the dealer. All that stuff is just to give Ford a general idea of what people want, Um, because the reality is that the order, the real order window opens up in December and your local Ford dealership is going to call you and they're going to race to get your thing in as quickly as possible. Right. For their own allocation. But uh, he did tell me that 85% of the orders that they were getting – and my local dealership had 300 orders in the first day. That was two days ago. Uh, 85% were the four-door. Makes sense. Uh, 10% were the two-door. And 5% were the sport. Wow. I mean that kind of makes sense if you think about it.
2: Yeah. I mean most people are using this as like a family wagon,
1: right? Well, I wouldn't say that. I think a lot of people – I think a lot of people are looking at it as they probably would like to get the two door, but they kind of can't pull that off with kids or something like that. Or it's just not what I mean.
2: I mean, it's like, a you know, you got kids, you got to take them to soccer. This is a soccer practice car.
1: Yeah. So, you know. I thought the mix was interesting. So here's the deal. I, I looked at the sequential numbers, and according to sequ- sequential numbers, you'd think we're about 180,000, 190,000 by now, probably coming up close to 200,000. I would imagine today, but you know, I, I I couldn't really trust that number because there are there are ways that that number could be bad, Dave, as you're saying. They they could start that off at different levels based on different trim, which could get you into trouble. Yeah,
0: and right? what I saw was that the sequential numbers all started with like one zero zero one four or something. And they, they might actually have just, it it could be an encoded number where a digit tells you which of the models you chose and which, you know, that then, then the last part is sequential or or something like that. So that that's how you could have them jumping back and forth. So it might just be the last few digits that are, that are actually incrementing up. Although wouldn't it just make sense for them to generate a random code instead of sequential. (laughs) I
1: know. I I know.
0: Unless they just are trying to make us all guess and try to figure it out. I, I guarantee you by the end of the, well, tomorrow's the end of the week, by the end of the week, there's definitely going to be someone who's cracked the code, who's looked at enough data points who actually can tell you, okay, yeah, we know exactly which which models based on the data they've taken in, you know, exactly what has been reserved.
1: Um. Uh, by the way, uh, so I, I have to do something on this YouTube video right now. Like, I, I just realized the one thing I meant to do that I did not do, I have Ford data from two dealerships. The problem is the dealerships I was looking at are both huge dealerships. One is one of the biggest in Fort Worth. One is a big one here. Park Cities is pretty big here in Dallas, right, Jordan? I would yeah. say. Mm-hmm. And so these are big metro dealerships. Right. They both had 300 sales. Yes, each of them had 300 sales yesterday. Um, I meant to call a smaller Ford dealer um, that was not as big. How about this Mac Hawk Ford DeSoto? They can't be very big, right, Jordan? There's no way. Wait, wait, what's this? Uh, let, let, let me let me call. I want to get a number from a uh, smaller Ford dealer. Can I just call them right now? Yeah, Can I just call them on the show because I I, I I want to get. I'm just. Thank
3: you for calling Mackey Automotive Group. This call may be recorded for quality assurance.
0: Good, we're recording it too. Yes,
1: we have to record it as well.
0: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where is this one? This is Mac Hike and uh, Desoto. He said, "Yes." I thought they did a lot of business. I think they do. That's that was one of our former clients. At oh,
1: E-carless. okay. So, so can you give me a, a small Ford dealer, please? I, I, can you find one? I, I,
0: I what, I what market do you? I mean, let's pick a city that is not going to be like. A, I, I think that Texas is probably going to be a little bit biased. I think that you know, like Oklahoma and th- those are going to be like these are truck. Places. Oh, okay.
1: Okay. So, but, but how about, how about Buffalo, New York, right? That can't be that big. <laughs> okay.
0: Let's go to Google Maps. <laughs> it's a <Buffalo>. major metro. <laughs> uh, but, 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 is it? Yeah, but I mean... No, a major metro and a non-truck. So we should get data points on all of this. Major metro, non-trucking area,
1: yeah. and what, then... What um, is a small area before? I got to... Come on, guys. Oh, what they truck in is-
2: Buffalo. They definitely truck in Buffalo.
1: Uh, they do truck in Buffalo. You're right, and that's yeah. a bad place. Where yeah. Where is trucking not as... Not, where would the Ford Bronco not be as popular? This can't be this hard of an exercise. Well, somebody in the
0: comments, let us know where we should... Uh, <laughs> Denver, uh, Denver, maybe a good one. I just saw that on the screen. Denver, Denver would be Denver. killer.
2: What are we talking about everybody drives Jeeps and like. How, how about um,
0: like that. how about Indiana, uh, Illinois, uh, Ohio? How about Montana? Everybody drives Montana sounds 50. way trucky.
1: No, but there can't be that many people in Mo- in Montana. Are you kidding me? Oh, All right, people, here we go. go. So we said Ed Kenley Ford in uh, Utah. All right, I got another one. So let me just, I got one in Montana. So let me just call these guys, okay?
0: Be sure to tell them you're recording the call for quality assurance. This is a disaster. And broadcast. <laughs> I've been
1: this call is also recorded on my side as well.
0: <laughs> he told the recording. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hi, Kara Sales, please. New car sales.
2: What dealership is this?
1: I've already forgot. I'll I'll tell you in a minute. Thank you for calling Kalispell
3: Ford. My name is Madeline. How can I help you?
1: Hey, Madeline. My name is Chris. I'm sorry I have a really weird question for you. I'm here. I have a YouTube channel uh, called Dumb Money, and we're trying to take guesses on how many Broncos are ordered nationwide. Have you got Have you guys? Are you guys like a hundred a day or like fifty a day? Like, what's the normal amount for a dealer? Even in terms of selling like these yeah, reservations?
3: Yeah, let me get you over. Of course. Let me get you over to um, the gal that would know a little bit more. I'm not the one taking those reservations, but if you don't mind hanging on one moment, let me get you over to Val, and she would have more of an answer for you. Thank
1: you so much. I app- What was your name?
3: Oh, my name is Madeline.
1: Madeline. Thank you, Madeline. Appreciate it.
0: And while you're doing that, uh, we have a recommendation uh, to look at Portland. So I'm going to mute myself and call... Ah, uh, courtesy Ford Lincoln in Portland, Oregon. Okay, so you,
2: you go That's for that, one. and I'll try to get a number. How in many Portland?
1: reservations are got yesterday? Yesterday, Dave, find out how many them got it yesterday. Test test.
2: Wait, are you talking to a dealership in Minnesota?
1: No, um, is it Minnesota? I don't know. Ka- Spell Ford.
0: Ask them where they are. M- MT. That's my. Ask them where they are when you're <laughs> you get them.
2: <laughs> the Kalispell. accent was uh, pretty good.
3: Pretty good. Hey, thanks for having Chris. This is Valerie. How are you?
1: Hey, Valerie. Good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I, I, to t- to ask you this. We're we're trying to, we're t- we have kind of like a an ongoing bet here at Devonny Live about how many Broncos reservations came in. We're trying to figure out is a dealership get, are they getting? You guys getting like 50 a day or like 200 a day? Like w- which is closer? Like I would say, you know,
3: what's happening a lot right now that we're hearing is the fortune website is crashing on people, so they're having a hard. I think a lot more people. I have a total of about seventy as of right now, and we just started taking reservations on the fourteenth.
1: Okay, and you guys are a tiny we're dealer, though, like, right? Like for Ford.
3: Yeah, I mean we're just in Kalispell, Montana. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So like, yeah. you're probably like small. Like for 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 Ford, you're probably in like the smallest ten or 15, 20 percent of dealers, I would imagine.
3: I would say so. Yeah, we're not nearly as big as the bigger
1: states. Okay, great. Well, that that gives me a good idea because I'm thinking, like, according to my estimates, it looks like they have a couple hundred thousand reservations. I don't know if that's possible, but that's what it oh, seems yeah. to be for me. No,
3: that's totally possible. And what people, yeah, what people have to understand is that's just reserving a spot for them to get a Bronco. That's not actually ordering and okay. specing out their own Bronco. Of
1: course, that starts in December. I think right
2: for the big. The big-
3: so, so right now. Or Bronco are not going to October. Okay. And then they won't be delivered until the following spring.
1: The following spring. Perfect. Have you, yeah, is so this, like March, it, is this as big as the Navigator launch for you guys or was that bigger?
3: You know, I, I don't know. I don't, I can't, I don't I can't give you the statistics on that. I mean, I feel like a lot of people are these Broncos, just memories. I have tons of people writing me back, email confirmations saying, "Oh my gosh, my grandfather did this, and we had a 1966 Bronco." So I think people, it's more like that generation that remembered having one in the
1: past. I was just, we're just trying to figure like, how big of a game changer is this for Ford? Is it like a big deal? Is it just like, uh, just I
3: think a- it's just a let us come back. Yeah, there are people that are coming back
1: awesome beer. awesome well hopefully it'll be good for you guys and you'll have some good sales for the next yeah. couple of years right <laughs>
3: oh absolutely absolutely hey i've got my girls asking me what your youtube channel
1: is. yes it's dumb money live uh youtube.com dumbmoneylive dumb dumb live dumb. Dumb. thank you so much you've been so kind thank you're you you're welcome appreciate it. you it's have a wonderful day and hopefully great. you guys sell a ton of these this next year perfect
2: thank you thank you goodbye Bye-bye.
0: okay can you guys hear me again am i back on Man, yes.
2: super! Right. You were on. You were actually on the whole time, or at least I was hearing it. I don't know if the crowd was hearing it. Okay. Man, super nice folks up there in Montana, by the way.
1: Right. So, Dave, I don't know. Did you hear? But they essentially have sold seventy so far. Okay. Uh, compared to what was is likely probably close to four hundred for the big dealer here and uh dallas that's that's exactly what i anticipated they kind of confirmed that they were a bottom 10 to 15 percent dealer in terms of size which is what i expected uh when i know how many
0: how many vehicles per month they sell that would have been a great question roughly um Um, i don't know what a a bottom dealer is so um
1: go go ahead no what i was going to say is when i did my estimate uh yesterday and i at I assumed that even though the dealer here sold 300, I was assuming that the average dealer, because I think there's like 50,000 Ford dealers, was selling like 50, right? Instead of the 300 in the big city dealer. So uh, actually, how many Ford dealers are there? I want to make sure I get that number right. Is it 5,000? Uh, go ahead, Dave. You can talk about what so, info you got.
0: Meanwhile, in Portland, uh, the largest Ford dealer in Portland is courtesy Ford Lincoln, and they sell 300 vehicles a month. They said as of yesterday, they had 91 paid deposits, and as of today, 130. And those are configured and paid deposits. Uh, prior to the announcement, they had 2,000 leads on the Bronco. So just okay. to give you some, hmm. some perspective.
1: So so that, so that there's 3,000 Ford dealers in the U.S., um, or Ford and Lincoln stores in the U.S., uh, and so if we take the number I was using of 3,000 times 50, which certainly seems reasonable, would put us at 150,000 reservations. I think okay? that's probably
2: the most conservative number that you could put out there is 150,000. It's way higher than that. Yeah, well, we well, haven't talked the... to anyone with, with
0: less than with less than 100, have we?
2: Well, yes, yes. The, the the dealer
1: I just spoke to, which appears to be one of the smallest dealers in the country, okay. has seventy reserv seventy reservations. So you're right; it's conservative. I think realistically, and by the way, this sets up my my order queue number really well because my order queue number led me to believe that we were at like a what 190,000 yesterday, yeah. um, which would have been about 40,000 higher than this estimate. And I think I'm being too conservative. On my extrapolation estimate, you saying only fifty a dealer, I think it's probably right there around two hundred thousand is what I'm at, which is would be right there with where, what we saw in the in the order queue. Yeah. So, um, I think guys, I, I have pretty good confidence it's two hundred thousand. So that's a number we can talk about the importance of that number next. But do do you agree? Is that sound
0: about right? I think that sounds like the number. I think it sounds the, right.
2: Yeah.
0: That okay the conservative so, estimate of two hundred thousand in the first sixty five hours. All right, pretty so why
1: don't, we, why don't we now? Pretty good, yeah. Here's <laughs> here's why. Here's why it's pretty good. Um, there's a big difference. Let's talk about the difference between the Cybertruck estimate and the Ford Bronco estimate. The Cybertruck. I mean, listen. I, might, I don't even remember if I put 100 bucks on a Cybertruck. I can guarantee you I'm not buying one. It seemed like just a thing to do that day, right? Like, it just seemed like a thing to do. <laughs> I don't, I don't
2: like, understand uh, this. Why are people putting deposits on cars that they don't want? It makes it blows don't, my mind. I won't even What I don't
0: understand is why I didn't put a deposit down on the Cybertruck because I totally want one of these. Are you kidding me? I absolutely want the most back-to-the-future car I can get. And if it's not a DeLorean, it's going to be a Cybertruck.
2: I'm gonna some right now. That might be the worst looking truck I've ever seen in my life. Okay. In fact,
0: <laughs> I'm gonna order one on the show right now because I I I don't even know why I'm not in line yet. Ugh. Let's get the uh,
1: uh, Jordan. Can I explain to you why people do this? So I used to sell cars. Everyone probably knows that right now. after listening to our last show. It was one of my very first jobs uh, after graduating college was selling cars. And uh, often when I was selling cars, there were these people that would walk in, and they would come in very serious, very serious. They would take a test drive. They'd spend an hour and a half with you, like the most serious buyers ever. And then all of a sudden, you'd hear them talking to each other, and they start saying stuff like, Yep, about nine more months I'll be getting that thing, or about 12 more months. And they were m- almost entirely multi level marketing salespeople, that part of what they were told to do is to go out to car dealerships. And Emerson, I'm on YouTube, sweetheart. I can't, okay? I'll, I'll do it when I'm, I'm off, okay? I love I'm you. I'm surprised
0: Owen's not in there trying to promote his you know, channel.
1: Like, she comes in with a piece of paper showing me. I can't read it. It's dark. <laughs> it. But um, so I do appreciate her with a piece of paper. Uh, that was very kind of her than, than you know, trying to talk over. Anyway, uh, they come in and they were told to go to car dealerships and like nice ones. These are one of when I was selling BMWs and Lexus and actually say, look for the car they're going to buy once they're successful. Right. And they want to have that car in their head. And then they want to. Are look- you serious?
2: This is amazing. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, so what a lot of people, what a lot of people do um a lot of people like they say if you don't write it down it won't happen right this is this is like one step further than writing it down it's going and starting the process of buying the car you're going to have once you're successful a lot of people want to say hey this Bronco's not coming out for another year i'm going to get that bronco i'm going to be in a better place right i am going to if you're a robin hood trader you're like i'm going to trade my way to that bronco or if you're you know, if you're in sales, I'm going to kill it in sales this next year. I mean, it's not a good year for sales for the pandemic, but I mean, this is part of the emotional connection people have with dreaming and having yeah. And 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 the bottom line is, if you have that deposit, it's a hundred bucks. It's a hundred dollars. It's a cheap dream. A hundred dollars, Jordan,
2: is a really cheap. No, dream. it's a good point, and I and, and I did not think about it that way. Yeah. I do understand that. I do understand that. And especially for Tesla. Now, if you're a Tesla. I'd say
1: every single Tesla investor put a hundred bucks on a Cybertruck, okay? So whether they're, they're none of those guys are going to own Cybertrucks, they all put a hundred bucks in the Cybertruck to pump up those numbers for Tesla. So that's a whole another reason. But the reality is, the Cybertruck is such a wild beast that nobody knows. Maybe the thing comes out and they're like, "This really is the greatest thing I've ever seen, and I actually want one." I'm glad I put a hundred bucks down, and I'm not like number. 1.3 million in line for this thing, right? I want to say, hey, I, I'm on, I'm on the list, and I'm getting one if I want it, right? This quarter, the Bronco is very different. So the Cybertruck, I think, of the 650 thousand, Dave, I bet yeah. you. Five hundred fifty thousand to six hundred thousand drop off the list. You guys have guarantee. guarantee.
0: <laughs> well, there's already been a lot of cancellations in this data. You know, there's a really good spreadsheet that someone put together that normalizes the data, that looks for discrepancies, looks for things that are out of range. It's it's actually amazing, and I'm going to actually put my reservation number in so that uh, so that I can uh, help you can be part to of the stats. Yeah. Look at this! Look at this! Look at this graph. This is the graph of uh, confirmed reservation numbers and the outliers that have been eliminated. Right, so that that seems like a legit data source.
1: Dave, the Cybertruck is awesome because it's bulletproof, and you're from America. You need this. <laughs> Thanks, <is the> <laughs> Um You know what? The one thing that the Cybertruck and the Ford Bronco have in common is is they're both that their ultimate America truck like By the way, I think I think this whole thing between the Cybertruck uh, and the Ford Bronco, it's like the, it, it's the last the last little rush to even want to own your own personal car. And this is over. And like in five years, nobody will be talking about the cool car they want because no one's going to ever own a car again. And we know that, that's so the true. funny thing about this episode. We're talking about Tesla versus Ford Bronco, basically. And the reality is this is the last thing. This is like the last time you'll ever get excited about actually buying a car that you're going to own because none of us are going to be owning cars in 10 years. None of the kids are buying cars anymore. If they do buy a car, it's probably going to be a Ford Bronco because it's that cool. But other than that, like I'm not, I don't want to be – I don't want to own Ford for the next decade. You get what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to be an owner of Ford stock. That's not what this episode is about. This episode is about, as a trade, you know, do you want to get in Tesla right now or do you want to get in Ford due to the Bronco? Um, but let's talk about those Bronco reservations. Do you agree that if they have 200,000 right now, that they could be at half a million here by the fall? Is that possible? Is that doable?
0: I think that's... I think that's doable. I mean, and, I, I think that what you'll see is much like that uh, Tesla graph, where it was huge on day one, leveled off, and then kind of had a bigger spike as it maybe became closer to reality. Yeah. And people are people like, I, see- "I should be on that list."
1: People, I, I think I think Ford can legit have a half a million people by the end of the year uh, queued up for the Ford Bronco. Now, are all of them going to buy one? Absolutely not. Uh, is it going to? Are they going to have the fall off that Tesla's going to have with the Cybertruck? Absolutely not. I think that somewhere between fifty and eighty percent of the people that have a Ford Bronco reservation are actually going to buy
2: a Ford Bronco, right? Does
1: that sound right? Fifty to eighty percent? Is that fair? Is that seem? Yeah. Real? Look, I mean,
2: I think the the Cybertruck is a totally, I mean, it's insane, uh, and also it's way too aspirational for most folks. I think. I mean, it's it's an expensive, super expensive car um, that is totally impractical. Probably won't even fit in your garage. I don't know. It's gonna. Yeah. It's crazy, but the but the Ford Bronco is just—I mean—that's just a normal progression on whatever you're driving now. And so you're going to yeah. trade it in, you're going to trade in your Jeep or something like that. You were thinking about getting a Jeep, now you just get the Ford Bronco, and you basically stolen business from Jeep. And I think it's—I think i think Ford is genius by doing this because they—you know—they just in—they just create a whole new lineup, right?
1: They, they, they are. It was a genius move, and they've done more than steal from Jeep. They're going to bring people in that wouldn't have considered a Wrangler, quite honestly, a lot of them. I think most people that buy a Ford Bronco were not owning a Jeep already, and they were not planning to buy a Wrangler. But they're buying this because it's fresh, it's new, it's cool, and it feels like it's more of a car. Than a Jeep Wrangler, even though the reality is it's probably about the same. Um, but it kind of, because of the look of it, it just feels like a little more than a Wrangler, right? And like you can debate it all day long, but it feels like it's more. Um,
2: it way better than the Wrangler.
1: Way, way better, better than the Wrangler, yeah. yeah. Not even yeah. close. So here's the thing, guys. Uh, Ford sells – what Dave, it's like four to five million cars a year, I think, globally, right? Something like that?
2: I
0: don't know. I, don't know. I didn't research that.
1: And, 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 they, and they are giving uh, – they are discontinuing a couple of their car lines. And by discontinuing, they're phasing them out, right? They have one car line. I think they have 160,000 cars a year. They're phasing that out. But here's what you have to understand. I forget the name of that car line they're phasing out. The margins on that car line are – terrible because they're like it's just people don't really want them right it's like it's 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 like that's why they're phasing them out because it's not profitable for the company so if ford
0: Ford, Ford sold uh, 5.9 million vehicles in 2018 down from 6.6 in 2017 that's the latest that i can get with a quick google search
1: yeah so if ford is going to be able to sell hundreds of thousands of broncos a year okay hundreds of thousands a year or more potentially it's possibly they can do more um this is not just selling a regular car this is selling a car that they're going to have fat margins in okay because they're capable of selling that car with virtually no rebate virtually no what we call trunk money in the car in the automotive space where they have to basically pay car dealers extra money that just to just to take these cars from the manufacturer so like hey take this car, we're going to give the customer $3,000 rebate, we're going to give the dealer $3,000 extra dollars of trunk money just to take it off of our hands, okay? That's not happening for many, many years with the Bronco line, okay? And people don't understand how big of a deal that is for a company like Ford to be able to sell a car that's that in demand with those markups, okay? So, Big, 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 big deal for Ford. Okay. Big deal for Ford. I think it's a game changer. I think it's an anomaly. Um, I think I'm going to be invested in Ford probably for the next six to nine months. Okay. Um, uh, really? maybe lo- maybe longer I'm not going to have as big of a position as I have today I currently have 130,000 shares let's talk about the trade on Friday our our, our episode was all about how do you get a Ford Bronco for free right so okay message today Dave portnoy Davey day trader uh I you know I saw you trying to get a free Bronco from Ford he tweeted Ford if you would stop wasting your time doing stuff like that and learn how to make your own free Bronco by trading you wouldn't have to ask Ford for free Bronco. We put a trade on Ford, and I got two free Broncos so far. Where's Ford trading at right now? Am I up to three four Broncos yet? Six eighty. Six eighty. So I made a thirty thousand dollar trade, thirty two thousand dollar trade. That as of right now, that thirty that thirty two thousand dollar trade. This is not including my Ford shares, okay? Not including my 130,000 Ford shares. That dotted
0: orange line on the screen is your strike price on some of the options that you bought. So you can just kind of visually see there. My
1: 1,500... Call options on Ford, Davy Day Trader, that I bought for $32,000 are now valued at $117,000. Okay? So that's basically two full Ford Broncos after taxes. And I don't have to ask for anything. I create my own Ford Bronco for free, and I have an extra one to give to a friend. How I should give the extra one to Davy Day Trader. I should just give it to him. Just give it to him. That yeah. way, it, that he can start watching us. And you then know, if you give it to Willard him, he will, will it mention it our
0: show continuously. He he does take sponsorships, and he will he will like hawk dumb money for us. <laughs> maybe
1: we'll get. Maybe oh we'll give God. him a Bronco. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: weird. so um, during during this uh, telecast, I have reserved mine. I've shared my um, reservation number with the tracker. I have my uh, confirmation email right here. Here's my order number. So I I had not yet ordered my Cybertruck. I've got. I'm oh, on I the list you? now. <laughs> I'm ordered, I'm I've ordered, ordered a, a Cybertruck. Cyber truck? Oh, of course. Dude, how about your? Bro- I thought you wanted a Bronco, Dave. That was uh, the whole thing. You know, you know, a Cybertruck's not going to be made. No, I don't really want a Bronco. I I think that I would rather have the Cybertruck. <laughs> oh. But I will take a Bronco if you're giving one away. Uh
1: I don't know. I'm not giving you one. I already got you on the (laughs) show. All right. So the bottom line is, listen, for anyone that came to their own decision to make a trade on Ford and earn their own Ford Bronco or a piece of one, congratulations to you. Um, My Ford Bronco shares, I think, earned me another two Broncos, (laughs) maybe at least another Bronco. Uh, So I actually got three Ford Broncos out of this trade. Uh, Two out of my options trade and one out of my stock trade, uh, or almost, maybe almost one out of my stock trade since I started buying uh, Ford.
0: And just to give a little more context to your um, predicted half million million reservation number, um, Tesla's most popular pre-sale before the Cybertruck was the Model 3, and they had 518,000 reservations for that in a 16-month time period. Sixty so month
1: time period, yeah. Yeah, for half
0: for, a, for a half million reservations there. Because
1: let's 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 admit the cyber truck's not real anyway. It's not real, yeah. the reservations aren't real. Uh no, I am not saying it won't eventually come out, but the reservations are not real. I mean look at Dave. Perfect example. He's not Dave Hansen is not going to drive a cyber truck. Are you okay?
0: I think I would.
2: Oh, uh, you, would, I think you I would drive the Model X. That's perfect for you.
0: No, I need something bigger. That's the one thing I do like about see I think the Model X it would be perfect. I love the wing doors. I yeah. if it was just a little bit more SUV size instead of just being a car that's maybe.
2: What are you 2% talking about? It's probably like the same size as your current SUV.
0: You think it is? Yeah, I think, so I, I, think have the, so. I have the
2: Range Rover Velar right now. Yeah,
0: I think it's about the same I think size. It's- well, if it's that size, I'm just when I see them driving around, they seem smaller than what I know. Mean. They are. They are. Maybe, I'm looking maybe it's
2: down a little smaller, them. but they did a really good job with the interior of them. And yeah. They feel pretty big on the inside. I think it's they're like
1: great. You're in the Jetsons vehicle. You might like it, Dave. It feels yeah. like you're in a Jetson spaceship. Uh, That's all I want. So can we just, I don't want to ever drive
0: the... again. I want to push a button and just be taken places. Mm-hmm. Teleport That's there why if I could.
1: you're ultimately a Tesla boy. You're a Tesla boy, and you always will be because of that. And eventually, you need to get a Tesla. I but, just feel like the,
0: the Bronco isn't going to be comfortable enough for me like the interiors being vinyl since so that you can hose them down. When's the last time you ever needed to... Ho- well, Chris, you obviously always do need to hose <laughs> down the interior of your car because it's disgusting. <laughs> but normal people who don't take the doors off and go through the mud, I, I think Jordan was right in saying that this car is going to mainly be driven on the highway by people who have no intention of climbing over the boulders that it was designed to climb over.
1: Can, can I make fun of Tesla for a minute? Do you know I got a text from Lynn this morning... And literally woke me up this morning. He's like, "Hey, I got an alert from my Tesla. I guess it, it, the charge ran out, and he didn't want to be dead dead in his garage." You know, he's on his yacht in the Bahamas right now. Yeah. So I had to go walk to his house and plug in his Tesla for him. I mean, this is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Just get some gasoline in there. Come on. You I mean, I, do the
0: same thing with your vehicle. We've already discussed. Everyone on this show doesn't drive enough now that all of our batteries have died in our our gas vehicles
2: by the way i do think this is the greatest thing about the tesla is that you don't ever really need to worry about like as far as just like daily driving and stuff you'll never have to spend a minute waiting for phillips it's not a problem you just when you get home you plug it in no big deal you know yeah, what i mean it's just like I mean, you don't have any it doesn't the, work for,
1: if you park on the street like me how does that work dude like i park i street park
2: you just I have to get an i don't know why you do that. The you just, just do it in your garage just park in your garage no, you,
0: you I don't. To, yeah, you need to reorganize your garage. Yeah, I I did, prioritize.
1: I, I don't want my garage to be stuffed with two cars. I like having room for other stuff in my garage. I, and there's no way I'm going to give up half my garage for a car. One, I, I, it's easier for me to park on the street. I don't want to pull into my alley, my driveway, in out three point turn to get in there. Hell no! Like, so it doesn't work for me. No. I, I'm going to be so screwed when gasoline goes away. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to have a hook. I'm going to have a wire. Going out to the street, I'm going to have to have a wire like underground going out to the street to the curb or something, so I the can city's plug have my to,
0: car. Like, give you a special permit for that too, because you're not allowed to run electric past the sidewalk.
1: No, and then how is that going? How is that actually This is what I'm getting at, guys. It's not going to work, which means that people are not going to drive cars. The car is going to pick you up. Car, you're exactly. just going to call your car. You don't, need to, you don't, you don't need to
0: store. Why do we even have this like? room in our house designed for two vehicles to drive into that makes no sense right in the future that will be our tv studio where we do all of our zoom calls and we won't have vehicles and when we do need to go somewhere our off-site vehicle will come pick us up take us somewhere and then if you choose to you can let it be a part of a taxi fleet and if not not but
2: this is why the garage is for your the garage is for your barbecue pits and all your bicycles
0: that's what
1: that's what happened. No, we want to buy little parking lots around cosmopol like like around cities because we think eventually you're going to want to have charging stations where Teslas or whoever they, whatever they end up being uh, Rivians.
0: It'll right? be the or next whatever. public storage. It's going to the be an, a real storage. estate play mixed with a like subscription based uh, storage for your vehicles that molten, That's right. that you don't care where it is. It just needs to no, be close you enough care. to get to your house.
1: Look at the cars just drive in. They hover over the charging port. They charge and then they leave. They're coming and leaving all day long. But it's a place for them to go and get charged. So, like, and if you want a private car, you can have your private car over there at the charging port because you know you don't want it on the street. You can't charge it anyway. We, what's the trade here, guys? Tesla versus Ford. Right now, Tesla versus Ford for the next. I don't know. Let's say for the next couple months, the next few weeks to months, weeks to months. What's the for, what's the trade here? I'm not talking about years, weeks to months. For me it's got to be Ford right now. It's got to be Ford. Ford is my trade for the next weeks to months over Tesla. Does it mean I don't own Tesla? Of course I own Tesla. Because the psycho Tesla boys are going to continue to buy Tesla until it's $10,000 a share. So I got my Tesla. I'm going to ride it with them. I'm not fighting it, dude. I'm not fighting the Tesla boys. I am with you. I am not against you. I will never be against you, okay? I think Tesla in general is a wonderful thing for humanity, for our civilization. I support the company. I support the dream. I'm going to make money with you all along the way. Okay, I've learned my lesson by missing out on Tesla for the first and the second ride up. I will not miss out again. But for a trade weeks to months,
0: Ford. Ford for me. For me, anytime you say, are you going to invest in Ford or Tesla? I am investing in Tesla. I mean... I skipped your Ford trade. I missed out on two free Fords, but guess how many free Teslas I got? A way oh, higher price point. Them. I'm going to get the Model X. I, I, I can give, I can buy five Model Xs now, maybe man. more. Well, it's come dude, down a little bit. I Got
1: bit. those two. I got I got my free Teslas too. I haven't cashed them in yet, but believe me, <laughs> I've got like ten or twenty free Teslas on my Tesla move. So over the last year, dude,
2: well, Jordan, what do you think, man? All Ford. I'm with you.
1: Yeah. Now, do you own either though? No, right? Uh, I do not.
0: You do not own. own I own. I actually own both. So I have a new video coming out on. uh, Hey there, Dave. Here in the next few days. Uh, Subscribe.
1: what What is it?
0: And I bought uh, as, a, as just a demo of how trading on uh, Robinhood works because I like their interface for showing in a video, but I'd never actually funded my account. So I, I funded my account and bought some Ford stock just to show how to set up a trailing uh, trailing stop order. So if you want to learn about trailing stop orders, subscribe to Hey There, Dave here. YouTube.com slash Hey There, Dave here. And for <laughs> some of the comments who said uh, I was off my game and hadn't reminded people to smash the like button enough, Please do that. We right now have a grand total of, uh, where, where can I find my, my likes? We have 500 people viewing and my like counter is uh, where? Normally I have a place. Oh, 207 likes. Can I just say, say I'm catching more up on
1: comments and I got ripped on a little bit for my uh, anti-Tesla remarks. Michael, I absolutely do get Tesla. I am invested in Tesla. I'm in it. I'm in it. I get it i get it okay um i'm still gonna forever make fun of tesla boys like dave um, but that doesn't mean I don't get it. Um, I'm not going against Elon. I'm not going against Tesla, man. And, and listen, we're, we're invested in SpaceX, okay, in addition to Tesla. so. Yep. Uh, but no, for, for the next weeks to months, I do like Ford better. I do like Ford better for the next weeks to months. I think just because uh, Ford
0: is down so much uh, historically, based on their price, you are right that they have more room to go up and this Bronco is a big deal for them. I just. But I don't. When you're on- talking, when you're talking weeks, I say Ford. When you're talking months, I say Tesla.
1: That's fair. I'm not talking about price, by the way. I'm talking about you know it, dissemination of information about how big of a game changer this is for Ford. I well, don't think- I think the
0: dissemination about the Tesla price and per- perhaps at their earnings being able to qualify for being listed on the S and P. There's so much things, so many things in Tesla's pipeline that haven't been disseminated or haven't even happened yet.
1: True. Um, no, very, 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 true. And by the way, for those of you all that don't know, we did an episode a week and two weeks ago. Like I'm in on all the EV crazy car stocks. Okay. I'm in on all these crazy specs. All right. So I might not believe in all of them. That doesn't mean that I'm not hit on them. So uh, I, I think that's fair, guys. Let me say this in terms of me exiting Ford, obviously my options expire tomorrow. Tomorrow. Um, so those are going away. Uh, I might pick up new call options just to hold them on, hold them until Ford announces uh, what their reservation number is. Because I believe when they do announce the reservation number, I think it is a big deal. I think it's going to be a big day. I think I think Ford will continue to be a strong stock up until that point. Uh, and I do want to be over-levered in Ford right up until that point. Now, once that happens, that would be a pretty big information dissemination event. Uh, for, for, for us social arb traders, we call that information parity uh, at that point. And I will likely get out of most of my Ford, but still hold some Ford. Like I said, I'll, I, I'll hold some Ford for the next six to nine months. I think as we recover uh, as a country, uh, as a world, Ford has hot cars. They got that new F-150 or like, like updated F-150. They got the Bronco. Um, you know, I think Ford is going to be a nice, nice, you know, do really well. I think they're going to do really well, better than people think. And, and they're going to not- come
2: out with an electric powertrain for their F one fifty two, which is a big deal. That's a that's huge a big deal. That's deal a big actually, deal. so but you know what's nice about that,
1: Jordan? That's a deal that's on the horizon. So it's something for investors to continue to look forward to. Yep. So I, I like the concept of being in Ford right now. I, listen, I've been talking about Ford for like what four months, three months. That was like one of my early pandemic trades when they hit rock bottom, and I was in at what four, just over four bucks. Um, I, I, killed it in Ford and I still like them, man.
0: But so, I so do that... want to uh, like point out that one of our comments here is that Tesla is five awesome companies in one. They're not an automotive company. They're also a technology company, an energy company, a, you know, what else do they do? They, they 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 do the uh roof stuff. They they have all kinds of things. Stop, are, Dave, they barely sell uh, any. Roofs.
2: They barely. Yeah, sell <laughs> any, Dave. Right. But you
0: have so to admit that they are the leader in alternate energy vehicles, what they right? Need to do is just focus and valued, on
1: valued on as such, Dave. And valued as such because they're not valued like a car company. People are trading them as for the company they are. Okay, and and so yeah, I I, I would. I would agree. Listen, and that's why I'm in Tesla. I would not be in Tesla if they were an automotive company, and that's it, game over. Like there's zero chance I'd be in Tesla right now if that were the case. Um, a couple other things I want to say. First of all, I have since Jordan and Dave. Uh, I don't think you guys have been as active as you should be in our Discord channel. I have not, I've, and look,
0: I really apologize for that. I, it's uh,
1: By the way, there's just a handful of people that have direct questions for you guys, and they asked up money. Just get to them. But I'm going to go ahead and ask you personally, Uh, Jordan, we had someone ask, and maybe you can address this since, you know, you
0: and your bicycles. Uh, By the way, Jordan has a separate garage just for his bicycles. He has has a two-car garage with vehicles and then a separate garage for bicycles. That's, That's what you should do, Chris. Why don't you just get another garage?
1: It, it, no, 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 no. <laughs> any shaves his legs, right? Jordan like bike
0: <laughs> <Come on. PMI. laughs> All
1: right, so Jordan, not all shave. <laughs> not, <laughs> not, 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 not investing related, but I know you're into biking cycling. Do you recommend any particular bike for an intermediate biker? I enjoy a lightweight frame mainly suited for trail riding.
2: Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I would just say support your local bike shop, go to a local bike shop. Um, if you're looking for a brand recommendation, I think for the money you get a lot of, out of giant. Um, but, uh, that's, that's a, go for uh, go, go shop local.
1: Okay. Shop local and giant is what you recommend. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Dave, I think I might have a question for you as well. I don't know if I wrote it down. Oh yes, Dave. Um can you add a merch store link to the Discord channel at the top?
0: Oh yes, absolutely. I think because we're now on Teespring, they have an integration with uh Discord. So we can we'll definitely be able to get that put in there. And if you're watching this somewhere else or listening, it's dumbmoney.tv slash merch if you want some nice stuff with a dumb money logo on it we don't make money on it guys we just with we pass well through. we did our best to price it where we didn't i was actually losing so much money on our previous uh store and i didn't realize that my prices after the credit card fees and the you know the the storefront interface that i was using they so
1: dave can we have can we set up an email address for people to send their merch picks with them wearing their dumb money merch That just tag
0: us on social media
1: Okay, tag us on tag
0: media. Uh, tag us in your picture at Dumb Money TV on Instagram. That's probably the coolest yes. because then we'll see them, and if you click on Dumb Money's uh, like tag, you know, th- photos we've been tagged in, you'll be able to see them like right from our account.
1: That that would be that would be awesome. Um, I, I there's a question for me on the Discord channel, and I answered it. We should it. do this
0: every week. We should bring questions from the Discord because we have a whole channel called Ask Dumb Money. We should do some of them on the show every week. This yeah, I thought, way better
1: I thought had, than me typing. Agreed. We'll, we'll, we'll do it for sure. This is a question I thought was really good. Um, it's something I think about all the time. Uh, to, to me, uh, this, this came from uh, Truth Austin. Uh, my biggest challenge in investing, and I see this in other investors, is to have the courage and conviction to hold on to a stock. It's so easy to buy and so easy to sell for a quick profit or panic sell when the market drops, but it's so incredibly hard to hold on to a stock longer term. Can you address this in a future show? Strategies that you learned earlier in your investing career that help you to hold on to stocks through the ups and the downs. Thanks. And so, in short, my answer, it's really all about conviction and having confidence in whatever your edge is. And it's real it really is easier said than done. And I you know, I think in the, a few episodes ago I talked about that example where you know, I invested in my, one of my highest conviction trades ever was an Under Armour back in the day when their cold gear was selling out. And I got scared at the last minute because Lululemon's had a terrible earnings. Then an analyst downgraded Under Armour. and I was like, well, if Lulu did bad this quarter and now they're getting downgraded, I must be wrong. I sold two thirds of my Under Armour options. And sure enough, Under Armour knocked it out of the park. I made a crazy amount of money, but I would have made quadruple, if not 5x the money. I would have held on my original position and that taught me a big lesson um you need to if you have conviction in a trade if you have a thesis and you have conviction unless you see something that truly does disrupt your thesis right you should stick with your me for me at least right i'm sticking with my with my trade um and i learned that it took me 30 years to learn that it took me 30 years to learn that over and over again When I was right and I got scared out of my trade because of the market or somebody said something, um, you're not going to learn it. It's going to take you 20 to 30 years. And it took me two decades with insane success, and I'm still struggling, struggling to trade with conviction and to drown out noise of of people with conflicting views. Now, that said, if someone services data – that truly does conflict with your thesis. You must take that into account. Uh, you must take it into account, and if necessary, close out the trade immediately. But it, you, when you like Peloton. Remember Peloton? How much conviction? I had Dave Hansen on that Peloton call thirty <laughs> minutes before, almost scared me out of the thing. But I was like, you know, I don't care. I've done the work. I really felt I'd done more work on Peloton than anybody. On this earth okay I had looked under every rock I read every social posting and no one was gonna scare me out of Peloton going into that quarter and man was that a scary trade for me I God, guys that was such a big trade for me it was insane for y'all that that didn't watch that episode it was a seven-figure win for me and um, gosh I, I'm so glad I didn't get scared out of it and I'm still not scared I'm still in the trade today and and let's see where Peloton goes this next quarter there's no easy answer, guys. You just got to learn from, from from keep keep getting scared and see how much you lose, and eventually you get a little you, you get a little strong a little stronger every time you learn from your mistakes. And in 20 years, when you have conviction and a thesis, you'll be able to stick with it. So that's uh, a very long-winded answer.
0: That's a good answer, though.
1: Oh, uh, by the way, while gotta...
0: you were while you were talking about that, I tried to uh, hook up our merch store to our Discord channel and found that. The integration apparently only sends a message when someone buys something to let the community know that they bought something. So I, I'll try to figure out how to add a tab, but so that that doesn't get annoying. I put that in the welcome channel that just says hello to everyone who signs up, but that, I'll see can, if I can add an actual link somehow permanently.
1: That, that would be super cool. Um, I do want to bring one other thing up. Uh, this was an in insight and I'm sorry that I'm not, I don't have, I should have wrote the person's name down or their, their handle. I did not. So, you know, Leon, if any of you guys if any of you guys are watching any of our moderators, please let us know who this is so we can, you know, maybe send them uh, if it ends up being a trade, we'll send them some merch. Uh, So someone said on Discord face mask. Okay, everyone's wearing face masks. We all know that. Right. The whole world now is wearing face masks, and um, acne. Right. He's saying that are people going to have worse acne? And I, this could be a rogue random thing that makes no sense. But I, do, I I'm calling it out because I think the thinking is appropriate. The thinking is great um, with everyone wearing face masks at their jobs and the heat. My waiters at our restaurant, they're wearing face masks. No joke. In a 100 degree heat outside all day on yeah. not eight, nine, 10 hour shifts. I don't know how they are doing it. It is mind-blowing to me. Are people going to have way worse acne, and is there a trade there with someone in the acne space? I have no idea. I haven't spent it. This is like 3 in the morning last night. I saw this. Um, but that's the type of thinking, right? That's the type. Of, that's how I want you to think, all right? That's how I want you to think about surfacing opportunities, right? Because, um, listen, we all know that people were in face masks. How much credit do I give to this guy for being able to surface that idea? If that's your awesome. mind is going there, then you're going to be a great social arb investor because it's all about surfacing ideas early. Okay, <laughs> And that's a hell of an idea. I don't know if there's a trade there. If there is, please, on Discord, someone start talking about it. Let's, let's, let's surface what the trade I is. I saw a note come oh, across. It was Jacob T. Jacob T. Thank you, Jacob T. Gr- great. That's awesome. Um, I just saw a
0: note come across asking if I wanted a uh, a sandwich. So I've I've texted (laughs) Megan back. (laughs) That's what we do here because I refuse to answer my phone during this thing. I saw it. I saw it in our chat. So thanks, Megan. I will be getting my sandwich soon. My sandwich. My euro from a good Mediterranean place.
1: My wife never sends me comments asking me if I want a sandwich on the... On the well, you no should problem.
0: definitely tell her that that's the only way to reach you during a show. Tell, tell your kids that, too, by the way, because that's the only that's, way to to actually get your attention during the show. And every that's time true. every time you tell them, get out, I'm on the air, we get funny comments about... <laughs> I My love it. kids
1: are banned from watching this channel ever. They're not allowed to watch this channel because we talk about money and us making money, and I do not... That's I do not. I want, well, this channel is I not want,
0: made for kids anyway. They shouldn't be even I tuning in.
1: I want but, my kids thinking we are the poorest people on earth and, <laughs> until like the last possible moment that I can't keep that from them Well, anymore. your level of
0: frugality is probably helping with that. Um, <laughs> I, I, I I do want to know that I see that our uh, Teespring connection is now working. So Justin bought this awesome looking sweatshirt and or hoodie and. It is way too hot to wear that right now. I hope you're, Hopefully you're in a cool okay. place. But, uh, is that
2: quality, Dave? Is that like a
0: quality hoodie, do you think? That is, that is um, I, I, for the hoodies, they're a little more expensive. I went with the ones that are not the cheap kind of Gildan brand, but the ones that are called like, uh, it's some kind of premium upgraded material. Oh, I, um, I
1: got to buy one of those and see how they are. I, you know I love my hoodies, man. that's yeah. literally all I wear all winter it's, long. It's
0: a non-zip version. I was trying to find a zip version. Yeah. Um,
1: you got to go non zip right now. That's the style right now. Non zip. Well, yeah. luckily,
0: I couldn't even find a, a a full zip or a quarter zip.
1: Non zip is what you want right now. So that that that, that that's actually super cool. Um, can I just say also, uh, a lot of people are listen. I mean, we we lost uh, we lost our childhood best friend this last week. Okay, um, we won't talk about who he is or or what happened, but we lost our childhood very best friend, the person that got us started in business. Uh, me and Dave, uh, and you know Jordan knew him very well later on. But me and Dave, he got he got our minds ticking on business uh, at the age of thirteen, fourteen. Okay, and I listen. We wouldn't be the people we are today if not for this guy. Um, he was a spirit and a soul and an energy that is ten x bigger than our energy on dumb money on our best day here, at dumb money. Okay, and, and and he we were in middle school in eighth grade. And this guy got us uh, thinking about buying and selling uh, used cars from the classifieds. We were going to start wholesaling cars at the age of 13 from the classified ads in 1988, 1989. Okay, and that's how we got started trading. We we're trading cars. Okay, so um, he passed away, and uh, you know a lot of people that we know have passed away the last few months. And depression is a real thing. Uh, alcoholism is a real thing. Uh, drugs. All these things are, are are together. They're all they're all collectively together. And it's a massive problem for the entire world. And we're seeing it all in our network. I'm sure if you're following the show, you're seeing it on your network, uh, in your social network. It's really sad. I hope it's something that we as a you know, society. Can kind of get together on and and really help with and there's a stock trade here I want to talk about I haven't looked into it but I have spent a tremendous amount of time the past couple of years because I am close with a couple of people in my friend network uh, in my extended network that are having these issues and I've been helping them uh, looking at uh, psychedelic treatments right these are uh, mushrooms you know using mushrooms for psychedelic treatments for severe severe depression and I'm going to tell you that the science behind it is actually incredible incredible it's there's finally real studies happening now at some of the biggest educational institutions in the world just this last year I, I don't want to cite them right now I don't have them in front of me but this is very real someone on our discord channel last night put a stock that I haven't looked at I, I don't know if they're penny stock if they're junk if they're garbage but uh m m e d f it sounds like a penny stock to me i don't know and i'd be very careful with these psychedelic stocks i haven't even pulled up a ticker on it but but it you know is, it's it
0: is a penny stock
1: about. Penny stocks would so be very careful i mean I, I don't trade penny stocks um but i would like look into it like i'd look into this stuff because at some point if there's legit company and i know it's hard to monetize things that are natural like like mushroom treatment you know, related treatment and stuff, but uh, I think it's I think it's fascinating. I just want I just want to say that, and I, I also want to bring up without citing who he is specifically, our friend, and just say, hey, um, this is a this is a car episode, right? We're talking about Ford and Tesla, and uh, hey, this, if you're listening, you know who you are. This episode is to you, also our best friend, Lynn, Lynn's best friend as well. So, Lynn, if you're watching, I know you're thinking of this as well, and you know to this person uh, who's very close to us. You know, I, when I was a kid, I was always supposed to race him at some point. We had this dream. His favorite car was a 930 Porsche. My favorite car was a 928 in high school. And it's someday we're going to be able to afford to, to buy these cars and race in the desert, right? And we, it never happened. So it'll have to happen in another life from now. Uh, but cars have been a big, this is a car episode, and cars have been a big part of our life since we were little kids. So it's fun that here we are today. We're trading Ford, making money. Trading Tesla, I'm making money, and I hope that cars continue to be part of culture for a long time to come. Because man, I I, I love everything car-related. By the way, Dave, someone said Wall Street Bets subreddit show. What would that be like? I don't even know what they're asking for. We put a show on a subreddit of Wall Street oh,
0: Bets. we could we could publish our link to a subreddit. Yeah, we could do that. Okay, like just our YouTube channel. Like yeah. today, we're we're. Um, I think being featured on the Stock Twits, the more places we can get our show out there, the better. I think, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Absolutely. We we need to do better, guys. We're going to start doing cool stuff on TikTok soon. Uh, we still have to organize our thoughts there, but we had a lot of volunteers, so we'll be doing TikTok. We'll be doing, you know, we'll put something on the Wall Street Bet subreddit. Why not, right? Uh, and you know, Stock Twits is helping us out. There was another company we had a. Uh, uh, that we're gonna be doing some stuff with uh, oh, trading the, view the
0: the, uh, the people who do our stock charts they have a streaming platform where we can put content you know on their platform too so oh yeah there's it's some tra- technical tra- things we have to figure out there uh, how we can how we can make it actually all work but uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of opportunity to expand the audience but if you guys if you're watching on YouTube, Tell your friends, if you have people who are interested in investing, who would like to tune in and just get some thoughts and get their minds thinking about, uh, you know, investing ideas, we'd love for you to, to share. There's a share link right in YouTube. The thumbs up will help. Um, but really, if you if you just send a link, send an email to your friends, because I know that people, everyone I know would love this show, and they happen to all be on a text string, and, they, and they're watching right now. So... That's Get why we do the
1: show, right? Like we want every person in the world to invest. I, I had the greatest conversation, guys, with a lady who's a mom of one of our. She, you know, the the mom of the fiance of one of our very good friends, and she she's obsessed with the show. She watches every episode. She listens to them. She then goes on walks uh, and, and listens to the episode every time we air them. She says she no longer listens to Jim Cramer. She realizes that. That she, she was a huge Jim Kramer fan, and now she won't even watch Jim Kramer anymore because she realizes that he's too late to everything. And dumb money, we are ahead of the curve. Prepared mind, running scenarios. Like she's totally in with our social ARB, early identification of change methodology. I love it that no matter who you are, what your age is, um, that you can connect and resonate with this show. And we're not going to stop till we have 100 million people watching this thing and 100 million people investing for themselves, whether they watch us or not, right? Um, by the way, I do want to talk about one thing since we're going into the weekend. This is a big deal. And did you see the article that was posted on our Discord channel about the data that's coming out on Monday on in the Oxford AstraZeneca trial? I did. I saw that. Date. Shocking, guys, this is happening now. I'm actually shocked that the market isn't paying more attention to this, but uh, this is we've been waiting on this data for a long time, and there is a rumor unsubstantiated, but there are people saying that the data to be released on Monday is not just going to show a po- a positive antibody response, which is kind of what moderna showed. Yes. Uh, and by the way, this would be in a much bigger set of, of people because they're already waiting. This is like their phase two trial that's going to get released on Monday. But that it's also showing uh, an immune response in T cells, yes. which, from what everyone's saying with this virus, is even more important than antibody response. And if they actually come out with some data on T cell reaction to this, guys. That would be huge. First of all, this, this, is like the, this is the biggest study. This is the study that's most advanced, the biggest, most advanced study in the world. If this one shows good results and shows results that are not just good in terms of what we've seen from other companies, but they not, you know ratcheted up a notch, this could be huge for the market on Monday. I'm going to tell you right now, I am probably buying call options on a handful of rebound stocks. Uh, tomorrow, that for next week, and I might buy some S&P 500 uh, calls that expire on Monday, uh, on Friday as well. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna trade this, guys. I'm gonna trade this into the weekend because Monday in Europe is gonna be before we open, right? So this news will come out before our market opens on Monday. Uh, I'm trading this event. Uh, I I can't wait. I I really hope this is good news. You know, we need it, right? Yeah. Uh, I want to ta- talk. I want to talk about one other thing. Uh, this is an absolute. I'm. I'm. I hate myself for not trading this news. Uh, we're also about I social art.
0: I think I know where you're going with this one too.
1: Gan. Gan. Yes. So so Gan, actually published. Uh, Gan didn't publish. Excuse me. No, no.
0: The New Jer- oh. New Jersey Gaming Report. This
1: is amazing. This is like, I, I, I used to do stuff like this. I didn't think there were opportunities like this left in the market, and there obviously are. The New Jersey Gaming Report came out with a report yesterday. Huge report for online gaming. Huge. Not only that, huge gain for Gan because the Borgata, which is Gan's client in New Jersey, absolutely killed it um, this last month. And GAN stock didn't really move when the news came out. But the same thing happened last month. And what I realized is the news didn't get widely disseminated until hours later. And the same thing happened last month. And I remember seeing this and going, oh, next month, I need to trade this data the second it comes out. And guess what I did? I didn't trade the data when it came out. In fact, I read in our Discord channel, I read the report and went ah the report's out cool well gan's not moving and i forgot that there's a delay between the time the report comes out and the time that like gan and other people publish what the report said because these are such small companies and then it doesn't hit any of the news wires okay are you kidding me we could have killed it on this trade yeah. next month listen guys next month we are trading this report. I'm looking for it. I want to have like an alert ready to go when the New Jersey— and, and by the way, the Pennsylvania report is coming out in like a couple days, I think. So we need to watch for that report. All right, guys? And if it's as good as the New Jersey report, we need to trade that as well. Yeah. What a because miss. it
0: went up it went miss. up sixty cents uh over you know j- just in the in the morning. So if you Yeah, had... it was up like a
1: buck thirty. No, it was up like a buck thirty, buck forty this morning. Now it was like it opened up like a buck thirty.
0: Yeah. And then well, it went
1: down and then back up.
0: It it was it was at twenty three fifty ish yesterday and it went up to twenty four uh twenty four seventy five ish. Yeah, so you're what right, but it's, it has yeah. come back down. What a mess. But Anyway, no, still, well, I mean, this, this isn't over. That, that's not the only move that it could make. I, I feel like nobody knows that that report is out, right?
1: No, that report's out. Now, that's what the move was this morning. The move happened after hours yesterday. So yeah. when the when the report finally got disseminated through press releases is when the after hours move shot up, and then it shot up, You know, of course, it, it related to this morning. So the move is done. But if Pennsylvania comes out, there could be a move there. New Jersey comes out again next month. Let's get ahead of this, guys. Uh, I, I'm embarrassed to have missed that. So
0: now we, we talked. Uh, you and I talked a little yesterday and, and kind of decided that there wasn't a trade. But the Twitter news, I think, has been dominating the headlines. Uh, how they were hacked—not really hacked, but more socially engineered with with people inside the company who have access to tools. Uh, but basically. It's a huge breach where, you know, all these high profile accounts from Uber to Apple, uh, Obama and Biden's accounts, uh, Bill Gates, Musk, Jeff Bezos, like all these people had this crypto scam tweeted out from their account. How does Crazy that happen, first that of all? And what does that mean for for Twitter and just in general for online? You know, as, as we're in a, an election year and all of the you know concerns about. People stealing the election and misinformation—is this something that that will have some kind of an impact on Twitter longer term, or is this kind of just a well, they they had a problem, they'll they'll say they're sorry and move on?
1: You know, uh, you never know. I, I didn't want to trade it because I felt like it's a Twitter is such a widely, you know you know covered company everyone's watching it so closely and they're trading it and it's like i i didn't think there was any there was no arbitrage opportunity there um i these are the sorts of things where more often than not dave as you know they bounce right back because yeah. there's a it dropped big and
0: after hours but it has essentially recovered during the day today what i think is interesting
1: about twitter is that it's not as big of a deal because nobody trusts Twitter anyway with any there, you're not sharing anything on Twitter that's personal for the most part. Everything you share on Twitter is kind of designed to just go out to everybody, go out to the world, right? So nobody really cares like, okay, they hacked into the accounts like unless you're you know private messaging people on Twitter, which I mean I don't really do that. But you know what I'm saying? Like it's not it's not a service that I feel that I think it's just so public anyway, fee- right? Yeah,
0: it, the whole idea of it is it's a public feed of your random thoughts, right? So yeah.
1: But what, what's awesome but is what, not being a starred person for the first time. You have a benefit not being a blue starred person, right? Because <laughs> you, you didn't get you didn't get shut down. Everyone yeah. else they're they're shut they down. Shut down,
2: down the people. Uh, checkmark people. Only for like a rarely. few hours though, until they sorted yeah. things out. It was pretty. It was pretty short lived. Yeah, yeah. It was no, kind I, of
0: a nothing story, but I, it was interesting though that 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 some coordinated attack could happen where basically they got access to, uh, take over these accounts. And I think the best
2: thing about it was it just gave people on Twitter something to talk about for
0: an hour, (laughs) more (laughs) content for Twitter.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: So, um, could we just end this by telling our followers, uh, and our viewers today go get a Bronco put your <laughs> go wait let, 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 let's let's do what Tesla investors do let's all put our reservations down and pump this thing up right uh, or no, just do no. what I do
0: and get put your uh, CyberTruck and thing in because I'm a I'm way more invested in Tesla than I am in the t- tiny amount of shares I bought for demonstration purposes only in Ford
1: or do or do both or all or do know all of the above. I hope you guys got some value today. Like we shared our opinions. Again, we're not financial advisors, so don't do what we do, but learn from what we do, right? Learn from our mistakes, uh, learn from the me- methodology, have a prepared mind, get one step ahead. You've got to be ahead in this market. Um, listen, what are we thinking about today? We're thinking about the report on Monday coming out from AstraZeneca and how we're going to potentially play calls in the market. Uh, you know, you have to be on top of stuff. We're thinking about the Gann New Jersey report next month that we haven't missed yet. Um, Have an awesome weekend, though, guys. I mean, this is, let's hope for some good vaccine news on Monday. We need it. Uh, I think America needs a Ford Bronco. I think everybody in America needs a Ford Bronco. (laughs) And I think they know they need it. And that's why the pre-sales are so high. And I can't wait to win more, to to trade for more free Ford Broncos. I want 10 free four Broncos now. I'm stepping it up. I'm not happy with one or two. I want 10. All right. So
0: I want some good AstraZeneca news. Uh, on Monday that's I think that might be uh, what we we talk about on Monday but if you haven't yet hit the like button before you go subscribe hit the bell notify when we're on blah 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 subscribe to my other channel hey there Dave here I had a new video last week I think I might have a new one this week we have a podcast you can find us on Twitter you can find us on Instagram you can join our discord channel dumbmoney.tv slash discord also if you're watching the replay of this make sure you drop a comment in the YouTube comments on this video keep the conversation going there and and Until the next one, I'm Dave Hansen for Chris and Jordan. We are Dumb Money. We will see you on Monday. (laughs)